Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Game of Thrones After Show. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Game of Thrones After Show, The Laws of Gods and Men. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this Mother's Day episode. Happy Mother's Day to Cersei Lannister, the best (laughs) gift you could possibly get. But with us today, the tap dance expert of the crew, of the panel, Kristen Snyder. 1983, look it up. One of the best I know. Actually, the only tap dance expert I know. But Kyle Maddock. Hey guys, glad to be back. And guys, the lovely Autumn Chickless. Hey guys, I'm Dave Klein. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And we should jump right into the episode because a lot happened more so in the second half. As on the chat, we have people saying um, basically the first half was people died and Theon got a bath. But let's go ahead and talk about that first half. And the the trial, which was kind of the big event, we'll save for the end as we'll, we'll kind of go in order of the show. But let's go ahead and start off with Stannis and Davos who are sailing to Braavos. And you can see right there one of the major landmarks of bravos which is that big statue that they have to sail underneath the titan of bravos i believe i don't think they called it that in the show but that's Mm -hmm. that's what it is it's the titan of bravos um once again good special effects we had the airy last week and now we got this titan the city looked amazing i think it was a cool introduction it did it looks like the money comes from there (laughs) (laughs) yeah and with that perfect transition into the bank the iron bank yes they've been talking about it for weeks and finally we get our introduction to three men in chairs so uh <laughs> that's the iron bank i guess it's these it's guys. just a bunch of iron chairs yeah well i guess that's but how we it do is get to meet life. the members too in that it's a council it's not just one person in charge but it's the full council who's in charge of the iron bank as they're trying to make their case and davos really the one who's standing up for the case and kind of pointing out well you got to think about the future to the iron bank for a good investment as opposed to just the here and now mm. you can see that uh this is a good example of how stannis um there's so much he feels like he shouldn't have to do because he's the rightful king. Yeah. Um, even when they ask him to sit, it takes him like five minutes to even go, okay, I guess I can sit in front of these And then he men. had a presenter. Yeah, and then he had a presenter. And then uh, when he lost his case, he was like, all right, well, I'm out of here. And it was like, it was Davos that stepped <laughs> yeah. up. It's, everything's just, he's like, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to grovel. I'm not going to beg. He's like, that's not me. That's not what I'm going to do. Yeah, well, on the other kind of flip side of that, you were talking about entitlement last week. Let's yep. talk about entitlement with him and the fact that he had to have someone else pretty much make his case. How is he going to get anywhere if he literally needs someone else to not only fight his battles on the battlefield, but 
just in proving that he's a worthy king. Yeah, that's a great point. He said nothing, and just the look on his face was like his credit card got declined. <laughs> he's like, let's get out of here. <laughs> he didn't even reach in for another one, though, or say, like, can I pay you in cash, or can I do write no. an IOU? He's like, well, he said this nothing. ain't working. I'm just going to leave. I mean, yeah. that was a long trip, too, to just be like, well, I'm not even going to try. I'm done. Yeah, it was... It was like he was in a trial as well. Oh, oh. trial. It's, Parallels. <laughs> I'm still curious how the Iron Bank um, enforces. Apparently, laws. you just need a garden because <laughs> they were like, "Do you have wheat to feed your men? Oh, yeah. Do you have vegetables? No. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious too because we do keep on hearing like, "Don't piss them off," but I'm curious like what they actually do yeah, if you piss them off. We haven't seen an example of how they enforce that. Do they hire sellsword companies and just send them after somebody, or what do they do? Or? The Golden Company. That's why they're called that. Yeah, that's not really why they're called that. No, not just <laughs> it's because the Iron Bank has a lot of gold. So uh, let's go ahead and move forth to that. We find out through Davos and Salador Sand talking that uh, apparently this speech convinced them. As Salder Sand gets a nice big paycheck as he's in that uh, bathhouse. Without his wife. Without his wife. <laughs> Is the wife ever really there, though, in any of these circumstances? Well, when no. it comes to a certain sand snake, yes. Oh. Yes, the wife is there. Yeah, true, true, true. But, we find, but we've learned from a previous episode that Salador Sand has, like, a new wife every week, I think. Uh. And earlier when we had Davos talking about how he went to about 15 of Salador's weddings. That's like that. funny. That's about right. Um, but uh, you can see Salador is a little hesitant about this because the last mm-hmm. time I believe he was under uh, w- when he was with Stannis was the Battle of the Blackwater, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and that didn't right. exactly go very well for the ships, and so I think Salador got out of there with his life, and now he's kind of he's still he's still in tow with Stannis. I mean, did he did he agree to this, or did Davos just come to him like, here's some money, you're you're mine again? Like, it know. seemed like he was hesitant until he saw the gold. So yeah. I guess he doesn't want to be a poor pirate. So he knows the way to his heart. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Know. Well, Lord Bond on the chat saying Stannis just isn't really a people person, so that could be. That's a lot of it here, as we're seeing. But uh, how yeah. are you going to be king? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, he feels like that's all he has to say. He's like, I'm the rightful king. Come on. That's that's this is because he's all about justice. He doesn't that's, have to yeah. give any other argument. He doesn't have to say anything else. That's all he feels like he has to say. Yeah. So let's go ahead and transition over to Marine. Basically, and the reason I'm doing this because Dizana asking on the chat if my opinion of the mother of dragons changed because it's Mother's Day. Mm. No. Also, <laughs> really, even after comparing that kind of entitlement, you ha- you cannot say that Stannis is not more entitled than Dan. I'm not saying, but I've never said I liked Stannis. Okay, only, that's fair. The only reason that <laughs> I, I, the only reason that in the previous episode before you were here last week, I said I didn't like Daenerys is more so because people love her so much. I just have a counter opinion of her, and that's why I brought it up. Mm. Okay, but um. No, yeah, I mean, Stannis isn't my favorite character either. Just anyone who acts entitled, I tend not to like, I suppose. But He's such fair. a likable guy. Yeah, totally. Well, at least at least he's just, I suppose, in like, his own sense of justice. But anyways, let's go ahead I and talk about... I just don't like that he um, doesn't seem to hold firm to his own opinion. It's, it's like he's easily swayed, and I don't think that's a good thing as a ruler, but continue. Mm-hmm. Who's, yeah. he, who's easily swayed? Stannis. He is? It seems that way, like by Melisandre and then by Davos. Mm. It's like he can't have his own voice. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And speaking of that, something to point out too is that when we saw the sails on the sailing, you can very clearly see his new emblem, his new sigil, which we also saw during the Blackwater, but the heart and the stag inside the heart. Yes. So I thought that was a nice detail. But let's go ahead and move over to Essos and Marine, where we've got, um, where we have Daenerys. 
doing her own form of justice. She's actually she's dishing out dishing out justice as well as she has to do her queenly duties. And this is really what a lot of you would do as a king or a queen is meeting with the common people who have complaints or questions or things like that and dishing out and talking to them. And we also saw this previously with um, Lord, with the Starks when we saw Bran needing to learn how to do this mm-hmm. exact same thing in season one, I believe. Yep. So, and I think we saw it once with Joffrey as well. And Joffrey's yeah, Joffrey just, just in there. Like, he's like, oh, I hate you. All right, kill him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, <laughs> that's that's, I guess that's an easy way to do it. Yeah. He's, that's an easy way to get through 212 people. Yeah, 212. Yeah. Basically, it seemed like she was just fixing all the problems she's created unknowingly. Like, with her dragons, she has to now pay for what they're destroying, which I don't think is going to stop at goats. And she's also now realizing that all the men she had crucified, um, like Mm -hmm. the children, not all of them stood for what was happening for the slave children. They actually fought against it. So I think she's learning a lot as trying to be Mm -hmm. queen, which will obviously change what she's going to do moving forward. Right, I mean, up until now, everything in her plotline has been, and I'll give you this, has been very kind of black and white when it comes to justice in her own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been, she's the queen of the people, and she's fighting forward, and she's going to free all the slaves, and now this is kind of the time where she is sitting down and realizing that things are a lot more shades of gray in this area, and if she is going to rule, she's going to have to, and she wants to do it properly, and give her that, at least she wants to do it properly, it's going to be a little difficult, because how do you rule a kingdom? It's not just as easy mm-hmm. as, oh, you have to be just all the time. What's justice when you have, you know, children being nailed to crosses and then you try to give them justice and you realize that there's no way to do that. It's very complex. It's not easy. There's a reason that people come and go off of the throne all the time, not only in the world of Westeros, but in actuality. So it's just kind of her discovering. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's a huge... She's, she's been, like, very one-sided up until this point, and I feel like yeah. as an audience, we've only been getting that one side, which... Perhaps is why Dave doesn't necessarily love her. Um, but, but yeah, we're just getting how she sees things. We're not getting the people's explanation for why the things are happening in these cities or appear certain ways. So Lord Bond on the chest saying, Danny, you got to taste what ruling is in this episode. It's not all dragons and rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> Decisions have consequences. But go ahead. No, uh, well, I was about to say something about puppy dogs and rainbows. Lord Bond stole it. Damn you, Lord Bond. Damn you. No. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's true. It's just such a wake-up call. And uh, we have been seeing the one side. It's like she's been trying to free slaves. And I think we can all agree we don't like slavery. And uh, <laughs> yes. so we're all like, yeah, Danny, except for Dave. And um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's she's she gets it and she's like, you know what? I'm going to stay here. I'm going to figure this out. And she finds out that. That it's so much more complicated than just freeing mm-hmm. slaves. When you try to change the infrastructure of anything, and when you, an entire city, an entire way of life, mm-hmm. and when you shake that foundation, there's going to be a lot of issues that you have to deal with. Well, it is interesting to see where things are going to go, too, because we've got the dragons here that are causing issues with the goats. And as you said, um, it, that might not stop there. I mean, who knows where that's going to go to as they only get bigger. And, like, that was just one day of, yeah. you know, a meal, <laughs> and as got- far as we know. And then uh, Hasdar bringing up that point about his father being crucified when he actually spoke against crucifying the children. And Danny kind of seemed like she didn't want to hear it because it's kind of a hard pill to swallow. But it seemed like she just didn't want to accept that maybe she did something wrong, mm. I suppose. And I'm not saying that's a very human thing. I'm not saying that's necessarily against her. It's a very human thing not to want to feel that way. But um, kind of realizing why maybe harsh justice isn't always the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had this sort of blanket justice and, and finding out that it doesn't, one answer doesn't exactly apply to everybody you're, you're, you're raining that punishment down on is uh, 
really kind of opened her eyes. Yeah, and it's a bit of a learning curve. I mean, not to say that you should have a learning curve when you're dealing with ruling a kingdom. It's not exactly like a <laughs> trial by error type thing. But when you look at her story, up at, like, her plot line up until now, the things that she's had to deal with have pretty much toughened her up. I mean, there's the whole, I do not have a gentle heart. Yeah, you do. Um, but <laughs> Which is why people tend to gravitate towards her. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally messing with you. <laughs> no, there's... Um, but like I was saying, she... Up until now, it has been necessary for kind of emotional toughness to be a key part of everything that she's been doing. So when she is confronted with this, I would imagine that she hears this kind of thing all the time, or if she's starting to hear this thing, she can't automatically just go, okay, you know, take down uh, your father from the cross, because it's a little more complicated than that, but the fact that she did budge kind of leads me as a storyteller to believe that they're trying to make her seem like, all right, she's taking in all this information. She's Definitely. realizing what she has to do, and now she's going to do it. Right, mm. but I do think that's a good point, that, yeah, you, especially at the time of war, you kind of have to harden yourself because mm. there's atrocities on either side, no matter what way you look at it. Yeah, but, and you want the people, at the end of the day, they have to fear you in order to follow you. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Way, don't let Kristen be a ruler. Wow. That's what I'm finding out. Rule through fear. Okay, I see how it is. I mean, that's just how the, these worlds work. <laughs> Do these worlds here. work that well, though? No. I'm not saying that works. Well, I'm not saying that's how I rule. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just saying the show's rules. Mm, but, <laughs> I'm an observer here. <laughs> <laughs> to Danny's credit, I gotta say, I think she, you could argue that she knew some of this was coming, and that mm. was her decision. She's like, I can't rule Seven Kingdoms. If I can't even rule this one, I've got to figure out how to deal mm-hmm. with these problems. And I think you could certainly make a case that that this is what she was expecting. That she was expecting the unexpected of what do what problems do I have to solve? What do I do? And she knew something was there was a bumpy road ahead. What I found kind of funny is when she said, "You have two hundred and twelve. It was two hundred twelve, right? You have two hundred twelve yes. of these uh, more of these." Mm-hmm. And she kind of was like. Oh, boy. What was funny to me is I think you're right. She was expecting this kind of thing, but it almost reminded me of someone like a superhero trapped in like an office and not knowing how to deal with like all of the work. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's this is what really I, it's very much like what the... I have to do for <laughs> 212 more of these. Damn it. It's like the Incredibles. Kind of. <laughs> Mr. Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. and Jora kind of was on that same par of thinking mm-hmm. that you just mentioned because he was just like, really, you're this is what you want to do. We could have just left. Yeah, we <laughs> could have been like going and conquering and instead we're listening to all like your goats and this and that it is necessary 100 percent. but it, it was just a funny moment when she heard 212 yeah, yeah. seriously the, uh, the nice eye show. roll too yeah jorah was like <laughs> so design on the chat by the way saying damn Kristen, about ruling with Ooh, power i know <laughs> no what i'm saying is like if she says hang up all these men and then she is like okay we can take a few down like it I makes her look mean. weak yeah so simfire in the chat saying didn't joffrey think that fear equals respect i don't think he really knew what he was doing per se no. i think he was just cruel he was just sadistic yeah he didn't have a creed he was just he was just going with the flow. I mean, the way they present her, mother of dragons. Like, are you? You really don't think they want people to fear her? Can we also point out how long her <laughs> title was too? That yeah. title went on for and a long time. I love it. Name. I love it. We got a lot of titles, so especially even between Sanus yeah. and um, and the Iron Bank. Mm-hmm. It was that he's the Lord of the Andals and protector of the realm, and he goes, "Well, Tom's the Lord. He's the Lord protector." Dave, that's the kind of introduction I asked for. 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> first of her name. There you go. The first of her. All the right. Greatest first tap, tap the greatest tap dancer of 1983. I, I, I mean, first you wanted your like hot dog competition exploits to be uh, shared with the world. And... You, you, they can YouTube it. <laughs> so let's go ahead and move forward with that to uh, Yard Greyjoy and uh, heading off to the Dreadfort to free Theon. So this is something pretty new, but it makes I, I feel feel like they were doing this to make you like her character a lot more. I didn't know what to think of this scene. Could you guys give me something? I feel like this was this scene was I was really looking forward to this scene from the season finale of last season yeah. where she was like I'm going to take the fastest yeah. ships and the best killers on the island islands and we're going to go and I'm going to do this because you won't daddy Balon Greyjoy and and then we get this little kind of scene where they we're on a rowboat there's like, yeah. there's oh like no there's dogs ten people. oh dogs oh, <laughs> not, no, not no, that killer dogs. dogs aren't bad it's I, just I mean, like this <laughs> the <laughs> worst part was that they watched him take out the key and unlock the dog door like you, <laughs> you have him surrounded by ten of your men you can't kill him before he opens up the cages like what are you yeah. doing we all could have stopped him we could have <laughs> yeah. jumped through the screen before she did anything. He was looking like, pretty scary with no shirt and all cut up. What yeah, was from the sex scene? From? I, okay, I, he, it was from sex. He's a masochist. Yeah, I know we yeah, discussed. I, it. I, I know we were kind of discussing this while we were watching the episode. But did he get scratched up? Is that someone else's blood? Did he kill the girl he was having sex yeah, with? I was what so confused when was it really happened. Strange. I was like, why is he? What is this? I feel like we had a deleted scene where he probably ran to the kennels and killed a few Greyjoys along the way. Or yeah, something. killed you're, somebody. You're asking what to make of the scene. I, I mean, for my money, it was pretty much a device just to say, or not even a device. She needed to realize that yes. Theon isn't Theon, or is he going to turn into Theon? I suppose again. <laughs> How Theon, meta I need is you to that? Pretend to be Theon. Oh, that is pretty meta. That's terrible. That's a great way to. That's the best kind of disguise I could ever think of, though. Brainwashing yeah. someone into not thinking that they're them and then asking them to play mm-hmm. themselves. thats It's probably going to work, Ooh. too. So you Ramsey's can... pretty brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of. That's really brilliant in a sick, twisted way. But, yeah. Yeah. Cheaper than makeup, I suppose. Whenever <laughs> Theon was in that bath, I was thinking if he asked, if Ramsey asked Theon to drown himself in that moment, he probably would. That's what I was thinking. Because at this point, I feel like he can command him to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, I guess, like, for me, I felt like it was two points for the whole scene. One was to show just how much he's turned to the point where Ramsey can't control him. And then the other point was just to show, I I think, to make the characters, or characters, to make us as an audience like Yara more. And Mm -hmm. because she was kind of harsh, in a way, last when we first met her. And... It's kind of. I think she's more. She's less so in the show than she is in the book with Theon in a, in a way. But I, I feel like it was to. I mean, again, make us sympathize with her and yeah. like her. I mean, I, I don't though. I liked her on the way. I liked her after that speech that you mentioned. <laughs> but on the way back, she's like, "My brother's dead." You know, because they were like, "What about your brother?" And she's like, "My brother's dead." So it's like, you don't ever turn your back on your family. And they Yara could, just did exactly. He, he, he like, just bit her. They could have carried him out screaming and crying. Like you went all that way, you charged through there. Like really, you're gonna come back empty-handed? Like why? Her feelings could have been hurt. <laughs> I think brother didn't recognize her. Oh, I think as far as she concerned, her brother really is dead. He's yeah. like he's just gone. He's completely gone. And I think I, I agree with you that I believe that's the the main point of this mm-hmm. scene. Um, I just felt bad for the Ironborn because those are supposed to be the best killers on the Iron Islands. 
They didn't put up much of a fight. No. So if, that's, if that's the case, then they're in rough shape. They're referring <laughs> to the dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> dogs. Just don't bring out dogs and they're okay. Sinfire saying Yara's speech was pretty good and the cinematography during it was decent, too. Mm. Her speech was really uh, kind of revved up when she was rowing in. By the way, those were all like kind of like... I don't know. That was like a strange compliment. It was pretty good, and the, cin- the cinematography during it was decent. <laughs> it's just like you're trying to compliment it. It's like, but then it's all like these terms that are ish. Yeah, I guess. Ish, yeah, I guess it was good. Man, we're such critics. How about that's how so easy sad. the dread fort was to break into? What yeah. was up with that? That was that's the main castle. They're of good the at Boltons. torturing people, not at defending themselves. Not at defending themselves. It's okay. the a place built for torture. <laughs> That's all it's good at. Mm. So with that, let's go ahead and get to what I think everyone was is looking forward to from this episode and a big moment from this episode, which is King's Landing, where we get a scene with Jamie yeah. and pissed at Lord Tywin. So uh, basically about everything happening with um, Tyrion and Jamie's really on Tyrion's side. And Jamie's just pissed that Tywin's doing this to his own son. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it's so nice to see the bond between them. We've seen Tyrion just have like his father and his and his sister hate him for so long. That it's so nice to see a relative that actually cares about him. It's yeah, a, it's a nice turn. Nice turn. Or anyone care about him? I, I completely. <laughs> well, I completely Shay cared agree. about him. Oh, don't even. <laughs> I mean, I she, she, she me. loved him. She loved him. Tyrion pushed her away, and I, and for good reason. But. Yeah. Um, are we yeah. talking we'll, about we'll the talk trial about that? Right we'll now. talk about that. We'll talk about it in a moment. Oh, okay, <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about it in a moment. What are we talking? Uh, yeah, right what now, are we let's doing? keep on talking about Jamie and uh, how I, I agree. It's nice to see someone in the family actually protecting Tyrion, or not. I think he's protection, but someone who actually caring about him because usually it's just Tyrion constantly gets shit on by mm. everybody. So it's nice to see that from Jamie and how much Jamie's really trying to change and make an effort to be good. Are you talking about after the trial? No, even before the trial when he's like talking to Lord Tywin and he's just like, how could you do this to your own mm. son? How could you condemn him to death? And uh, Tywin opening up and saying, I'm like, wait, let me make sure I'm like, oh, never mind, I'm actually on oh, the wrong note. I was Davis like, is going right into this trial. Like, That's yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, I've, I've mixed up my notes. I'm sorry. Guys. No, it's alright. So, right. But before that, I'm sorry, that's a rewind. Can we talk was, about the small council meeting? Let's talk meeting? about the small council yeah. meeting. Tywin meeting with the council with Oberyn, and also we, we get to see um, Martell there. Yeah, Oberyn Martell, Oberyn first Martell. day on the council. Only one who doesn't <laughs> stand up when the hand of the king enters is like... He's uh, so cool. Sinfire <laughs> so was saying, oh, by the way, in the previous note, Sinfire was saying, Dave, my tone was more upbeat. <laughs> I don't know. It's just funny when you actually read what the words actually mean. Nice. There is no tone in yeah. typing. Psychologically, you always read text and emails more snarky than they are. They did a study yeah. on it, apparently. Agreed. Agreed. That's why I always put smiley faces or exclamation marks. Yeah, I do the or same ha-ha thing. Or ha if you put ha Ha-ha, after basically Everything. anything, it's okay. You can yeah. say vicious right. things, but ha-ha-ha, and you're fine. I try to do the same <laughs> thing just so people know. But yeah, sorry, let's get to the small council. <laughs> so what were you saying? So we get, uh, we're getting a bunch of word. Varys has a lot of new information to bring on. First yeah. of all, the Hound has been cited. They're talking about the five <laughs> men that they killed, that Arya and him killed over the chicken in the, uh, <laughs> yeah. in the, in the hut. And um, we find out that they put a bounty mm-hmm. on the Hound's head. And uh, ten should be enough. And Tywin's like, no, a hundred gold to kill the hound. So I, I think that's gonna lead. Was to it some... gold? I thought it was like ten silver stags. Oh, was it silver stags? I'm yeah. sorry, I wasn't. Oh, paying I mean, it's fine. It's not a big. I don't think it matters that much. It's ten to a hundred. That's the important there you go. detail. He offers a hundred something to kill Still, the hound. It's like, yeah, why? Mm. Why, why is Tywin putting that much out? Because he said, "Fuck the king." Yeah. And also, he's deadly, and he knows a lot. Okay. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. He might not necessarily be that much of a threat to him, but 
He has enough threats. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. It's going on as it is. He just wants that out of the question. Kill him. Kill mm-hmm. him good. Make sure that he can't say anything. You can't kill anyone. And now that he said, fuck the king. What's funny, yeah. what's funny is the hound said uh, in the next, like, next on that he sees Arya as, like, a walking bag of silver or whatever, and now it's kind of like she could turn him in, and he's basically a walking bag of silver now. Mm, absolutely. He's got a... He's, Twist. He's a marked man now. Twist. They're both marked. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, think, but, uh, I think the main thing, I think he mainly wants him dead because he's a deserter. He, he ran out on... On the Lannisters in yeah. the middle of a battle, mm-hmm. you can't so. you can't let that stand. And that's Tywin. He's very firm. He's rules with an iron fist. Absolutely. But uh, and we find out that they actually now are getting a lot of info about Daenerys and Marine. And mm-hmm. this is like a lot of info. So they they know now about the Unsullied, the Second Sons, the Three Dragons, and they're actually taking the dragons somewhat seriously. And yeah. they're actually like, acknowledging that. These are real. It's great. Except for Cersei, who... Three <laughs> baby dragons. I'm so glad she's not in charge, because... <laughs> yeah. She's she just clueless. Care. She doesn't care. Oh, whatever. Baby dragons, little she's girl. She's just arrogant. That's she's ex- so arrogant. That's exactly how Joffrey would have responded. Like, who cares, though? So, so the apple yeah. doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh, yeah. man. But what is he going to do? Get me a quill and paper? Like, the dragons are going to burn that up in seconds for a snack. Like, what? The, ri- the birds aren't going to make it there with what's this paper going to say? Yeah. What's, like, Tywin's big plan here? Mm, I suppose they don't know how to handle dragons. I mean... When's the last time a dragon's been around? Yeah, it's been like hundreds it's of years. It's been hundreds of years, so I guess they don't really know how to deal with that imminent threat because no one has had to for hundreds of years. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so even more than that, though. They've got 8,000 Unsullied, too, and we've got the Second Sons. you got the two advisors, and again, Cersei, like, oh, well, Barristan saw me. doesn't matter. He was old so, and trying to defend her own decision, where you got the, once again, Tywin with reason being yeah. like, no, he's, <laughs> that was a, it, a mistake. That was really dumb. Yeah, and we also get reminded that Jorah was a spy originally, mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which they haven't mentioned, I don't think, since the first season. I think they mentioned that in the third season. Did they? Last season? I okay. think they mentioned that. But they brought that back up, which yeah. is something so mm-hmm. easy to forget that he right. was originally sent there to spy on her. Yeah, and so and, he, but and he stopped at this point. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that, that kind of wraps up the scene. Uh, Oberyn quirks, quips on how the Unsullied <laughs> are great warriors, but in bad, not so much. Not so much. And we have Mace, Ty- Mace Tyrell so happy to please Lord Tywin. He's yeah, like, I like Ooh, how I'll go get it, yeah. Lord Bond saying the small, count, small council meeting was great. Seeing Mace Tyrell and Oberyn be total opposites. Mace being the brown noser sitting up nice and proper and Oberyn kicked back and just looked being all badass. <laughs> he just looked badass. Just yeah. the posture. He's like, just great. He just doesn't even care to be there too. It's just like, yeah, I'm here. But you could see the entire time he was really listening because this is oh, the yeah. first small council meeting and now he's getting all these secrets that mm-hmm. Dorne 
has has never heard of. Mm-hmm. Almost yeah. like, I, does Dorne know about Daenerys out there? Did they know that before? And um, just everything. And you could see he was really paying attention to everything mm-hmm. that was being said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just like how he kind of throws it away that people probably aren't going to take him serious like that. Like, he's going to do anything with this information because he is so, like, laid back and whatever. Yeah, I was out last night. These meetings always <laughs> going to be early. Like, be, like, he almost comes across as a non-threat to be in those meetings. Yeah. Be, because he acts so carefree like that. But honestly, he is listening to all that stuff, and I'm sure he will do something with that information. It's, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a great way to portray that he's a lot smarter than he tries, than he allows himself to come across. Mm-hmm. He actually is really smart. But we get him meeting, and then actually, speaking on that, we get him meeting with Varys, and him right away recognizing that uh, that Varys had been hiding an accent the whole time is actually from... Um, from... From Lise. Lise, thank Lise. you. Yeah, from Lise. So we also get that apparently... Varys kind of nods at that he might be going for the Iron Throne. Oh, yeah, what? just like Peter Baelish, he says that whole thing about the absence of desire leaves one free to persuade, pursue other things, and then he like looks over, looks at, the over at the throne. But doesn't that mean he desires the throne? Wait a minute, Boris. <laughs> Different types of desires. Yeah, I guess so. Not sins of the flesh, but sins of the Iron I think I prefer the flesh version than yeah, the iron. Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. What? Yeah. What? That was that was interesting exchange. I don't fully know what to take from that. Did you guys think that he's just gunning to put himself on the Iron Throne? I feel uh, weird about the fact that he said anything to this guy. He doesn't know. He's so yeah. smart socially. It does not make sense to me that he mm-hmm. would drop something with that kind of show implication. Show his cards, right. Show his cards that freely mm-hmm. when he's played everyone else so well up until now. Why would he just throw his cards on the table to this guy who is clearly very intelligent, clearly sees through him a little bit? It, that just doesn't sound right to me. I feel like there's something yeah. else. He's going obviously on. trying to manipulate Oberyn into thinking something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Putting an idea in his head, maybe the desire for the throne. I don't know. It's like a double blind. Like he's yeah. trying to point yeah. attention over here while he's doing it's, something. It's with like his left what hand. Uh, we get Peter Baelish doing. He's like confuse all your friends and your enemies yeah. and everybody, so nobody knows anything. Varys is confusing us, so I yeah. think he's got us beat yeah. right now. Varys winner. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and move forward to the, the trial. So dun, dun, dun. we get Tyrion being led off to the trial in chains because he's such a threat without chains on. We saw what he did in the Battle of the Blackwater. Can't let that be unleashed. <laughs> he is perfect. I'm sorry. He's the other one. He's and, my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Tyrion's amazing. But He's all right. <laughs> now we're gonna have now he's so have, entitled he, he oh, God. No, okay. yeah, let me have some let me just throw out just say that I hate Tyrion so everyone hates me even more wow. no, I, I love Tyrion I love Tyrion don't take that seriously so but Tommen again with the titles that you're talking about Tommen saying all of his titles now uh, with the long list of titles as he relieves himself releases himself excuse me <laughs> he, he relieved himself on the spot look if you if you ever read the books for some reason George R.R. R. Martin has it so anyone's scared they pee them they're they pee themselves. They piss their pants so many times. The more scared you are, you pee your pants like th- three times, four times. <laughs> this is for everyone. I'm sorry. This is just something I noticed when I'm like, why do they always, they're constantly pissing their pants. There you go. That's an aside. It's and, like the Salador Sand joke we got earlier. Yeah. Like the brown, brown pants. pants. Yeah. So anyway, regardless, sorry for the aside. But regardless, we get, uh, uh, t- so Tom and releases himself from the trial. <laughs> I just want to say he releases himself. He likes the, 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 Floyd, uh, Floyd and Slip. 
He likes the crown, but apparently not the throne. He's just easily giving up his power. I mean, it's just like that whole thing with Tywin. He said, listen to your counselors mm-hmm. and all that from the previous episode. He's clearly just listening to what Tywin wants. And he's also probably, he might not even be of age in a sense, but I guess he is if he's even able to say that. So he's probably mm-hmm. just listening to what Tywin wants him to do. Yeah, I mean, he had that whole speech about, you know, if you're a wise king, you'll listen to the people who know, actually know what they're talking about. So I'm sure as a young kid, he's just going, yes, dad, or grandpa. Or... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, what's Tommen supposed to do anyway? Is he going to oversee that trial? Like, what? It would be interesting, though, oh, yeah? to see what he would say. He'd be like, did you murder him? Oh, a kitty. <laughs> Joffrey would have oh, overseen it, <laughs> and with pleasure. Oh yeah, <laughs> he would have been the only one overseeing it. Mm. So yeah, Tyrion, and we get. I was just thinking, like, it's got to be so infuriating to be Tyrion in this situation. I think that's a lot of why, like, it's it's so easy to like him is because he's put into situations like this, and you just constantly feel horrible for the things that he has to sit through, and how infuriating it is to listen to all these people. Like the first person who spoke out against him, which was the. Um, which was the king's um, guard. Sir Marin Trant. Sir Marin Trant, thank yeah. you. Yeah, Sir Marin Trant, who just starts speaking out and uh, without any context. And he's speaking the truth, but without context yes. of what happened. So Tyrion tries to speak out against it, not able to immediately shut down, just has to listen to all these things being spoken about him. Mm. Do you guys feel like this was at all like a mockery, a mockery of um, like our judicial system? Because often people are, you know... They're not really assumed to be innocent until proven guilty. I mean, this is often, I feel like, how trials could go. Yeah, it's, it's there's so much that you can take. Like, you can tell a story, and like Dave was saying, if it's out of the context, you can just, you can make up any sort of like anything the, you want, it's the any way sort of truth. TV yeah, is the court edited. of public opinion. <laughs> yeah, that is how reality TV is edited. It Absolutely, is, uh, I would say that it's less of a commentary on specifically maybe the United States' mm-hmm. judicial system and maybe a commentary on justice in general. Because if we're getting into the specifics, it's held in such a different way that it's really kind of difficult to make parallels. Mm-hmm. But the truth about justice in general, be it in the United States or any other country, really is there are three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. And taken hmm. out of context, anything that anyone says can be manipulated depending mm-hmm. and depending on who's in power, it can be manipulated. So I would say it's less of a commentary maybe on specifically the United States judicial system and more about just the concept General of justice. Yeah, because I mean, here you have Tyrion not even allowed to speak out against anything. He's not allowed to counter an argument. He's not allowed to say anything to like counter mm-hmm. what they say. He doesn't have anyone helping him out. He's kind of on his own. So I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I don't at all put it side by side with the way the American justice system works because it's so different how trials work. Um, yeah, but, does he have any defense at all? Like, I, I Is mean, there any point where he can speak? Like, if they don't call him to the stand, can he tell his side of the story? I mean, apparently he had, they said that he was allowed to speak at the end if he wanted to. Okay. Yeah, and also I, he could choose his... Um, and he could find witnesses right. of his own. But... Oh, yeah. But he wasn't allowed. But everyone left. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. He doesn't have any witnesses, and but. he wasn't allowed to talk to anyone before the trial. Obviously, yeah, because he's in prison, so it's kind of yeah. hard to. Yeah. Well, like Jamie said, it's a farce. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. farcical trial. It's not really a trial, but we kind of realize that he has other. There are other pieces at play, I suppose, when it comes to whether or not he's going to actually kill him, or if he had designs to kill him. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Dizana is saying that this is kind of the truth from only one point of view that we're seeing in yeah. this trial. Cersei's point of view. <laughs> yes, this is all orchestrated by Cersei. Yeah, this kind of goes back to last week, how we were anticipating she would be ni- manipulating the entire trial, and it yeah. seems like she did. Yeah. And for some reason, Grandmaster 
uh, Pycelle. I don't know why, but he's mad at Tyrion for some reason and is speaking out against him. I can't imagine what can't reason would imagine. Be. Why would he possibly dislike Tyrion? <laughs> <laughs> he caught him doing his maester's aerobics and stuff like that. Yeah. Threw him in jail. <laughs> but uh, we do see Grandmaster Pycelle actually fi- finally, and I've been wondering about this for a couple weeks now. Um, he finally brought out the necklace from Dantos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. they had a very deliberate scene when uh, when Sansa made it to Littlefinger's ship of Littlefinger pushing the necklace over the boat and it falling onto Dantos. And they had a very deliberate shot of it. And then it kind of disappeared for two or three weeks. And I was really wondering if it was going to show up again. And I'm, fi- I'm glad that they finally had it reemerge. And they did, in fact, discover Dantos' body and this necklace and the poison. And uh, I thought that was going to be more implicating Sansa to it, but I guess it's implicating both of them now because they're married. Well, or... if you watch very co- closely in the scene where he's murdered, you actually see, you can figure out who did it mm. if you look very, very closely. Well, I think they explained last week who did it. Yeah, I think they, they explained they who did. did it. They did, they did. Yeah. I'm like trying to avoid because I know that I could, I mean, I have not read the books. I don't know the spoilers. All okay. I know is what I've actually watched. I gotcha. And, if you look at the, if you count the number when yep. you're watching that episode, at some point one of those disappears. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we yeah, actually no, we discussed, uh, that. discussed that. Queen of Thorns like had played with her necklace and kind of. Yeah. We and like and when it happened, yeah. Sarah and Chris knew who hadn't watched who hadn't read the books. We're like, wait, wait, we need to rewind and see what happened. And they actually rewound <laughs> it and caught that without having like yeah. you without having read anything. So mm. yeah, that was something that you could watch and see. And then they, I agree, they they kind of explained that last week too. Yeah, but I'm just but glad yeah. that 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 the uh, that King's Landing knows about Dantos and this necklace now. Yeah, I thought, too, I thought it was, he was just going to be out there floating with Gendry somewhere, uh, like out in the middle of the ocean. I am glad but, they um, made a point of that, too. They actually had that scene for a reason. <laughs> where is Gendry? Yeah, that's what yeah, I, I don't saying. know. Where is Gendry? That's a great point. Like, where did he go? Like, mm. It seemed like made it ask like he was going to be really important, and now he's just kind of gone yeah. <laughs> from the face of the earth. And we, and we see uh, on the previously on, I think every single clip was pretty much Tyrion saying something in a previous season about threatening the king. And I feel like every single previously on was was what each... Each person that got called to the stand was talking about yeah, so word got, for word, like so, he's going to kill the king, and kings are dropping like flies these days. And, and, we, and sorry, uh, I, no, go I right ahead. Say, I'm kind of wondering what people are thinking about when when Varys came up to speak against uh, Tyrion. If anyone was expecting that for Varys to actually be one who would, I mean, I guess like we we found out in a previous season when he wanted Varys on his side, and mm. he, we found out in a previous week. Sorry, previous week, but I'm wondering like Varys and especially Shay, what if people were seeing that coming. I just felt like Varys was doing it because he had to keep up yeah. appearances, and obviously mm-hmm. all those people were doing the same thing. And Shay, it's like at first I wanted to think that she was like forced to do this, um, but after thinking about it and after listening to her, I think this is just like her revenge on him. That broke my heart. Oh. I think it, it broke did. his too. Broke, yeah, he snaps, and kind of a callback earlier to. Um, when they're discussing desire and what it does to people and what it does to countries, that moment he snaps and it's over her really because he's taken it and taken it and taken it for so many years and the final straw that kind of broke him was the person that he loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely turning her back on him after he was really desperately trying to save her and do what was best for her. And so when it comes to what desires will do to men and countries, well, there's a perfect example, so kind of a little tie-in. Yeah. When she showed up, did you think she was going to say something to kind of help him? Because that's My naive self totally did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Nope. Uh-huh. 
I was like scared for her. I was like, oh no, she's gonna say something to defend him, and then she's gonna die. But yeah. that never happened. So, by the way, before I talk about that whole thing, I do want to point out. I thought it was great that Marcella is so bored during the trial. Wait, Marcella? Mar- Mar- Marjorie? Marjorie? Sorry, sorry, Marjorie. Marjorie. I'm sorry. Marcella's back. So right. Marjorie, yeah. I'm sorry. People are going to be mad at me for Uh-oh. saying that. Marjorie, Marjorie um, that she was so bored. I thought that was great. Or she seemed so... Do you, do you think she looked bored? Well, I she, thought her I, and Loris kind of were like, what is I don't, happening? I don't know. I thought it looked like she was just... I don't know. It no, like I didn't think she was out. bored. I thought she was like, obviously this isn't true, and this is the family that I'm marrying into, and this is how something would go, and they're obviously trying to convince everyone to kill their own brother is on trial in front of all these people who don't matter. Mm. So it's like, to me, I think she was just kind of like, kind of ashamed for them. Yeah, you know, that's that's a good point. I I, I think you're right. Especially because she, I mean, it was last week when her grandma, grandma? Mom? Yeah, grandma. Grandma, Grandma. Grandma said it was me, pretty much. So Um, she knows. And so she knows, and so she's watching this, and she's like, this is not how That's it actually went. Like she's the only one there who really knows what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or so we all think. But I um, thought her reactions were great. Yeah, regardless. So yeah, and then th- we get the the recess where now this is the part where Jamie's pissed off at Lord <laughs> Tywin. Wait, can I mention something more about Shay? Uh, I was going to talk about oh, Shay. Right talk about that, Shay? Yeah, all right, yeah. let's go. So because that, that there's the recess where we get the fact that because this is going to play into Shay and what happens with that, but that Jamie agrees that if. Tywin will set will let Tyrion live. He'll take over Castle Rock. He'll leave his vows and all of that. And then some, sounds like this is what Tywin's been planning all along, which yeah. is to send yeah. Tyrion to the Wall. He's like, great, we're gonna do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, just... it's not that he wanted to send Tyrion to the Wall as much as he wanted Jamie to take be his heir. I think that's exactly what he wanted to hear. Because as soon as he was like, yeah, okay, whatever with that son, yes. It I sounds like he was drop. ready for it, though. He's just ready to go like right away. Okay, well, this is what we're doing. Yeah, he had it all planned out, and then Jamie mm-hmm. just played right into his hands, and it was like, Jamie, yeah. just you just saw that look on uh, Nikolai's face where he's just like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. My dad's so smart, he and I'm so stupid. What am I doing? It's like, oh, hey, I've decided we're going on a road trip, and someone going, oh, great, here's your suitcase, we're going. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everything that you were prepared yeah. to pack. It's like, what? Obviously, you knew. Either you knew or you planned something like this. Yeah, so so Jamie, though, so Jamie, sorry, so Tyrion knows now. Jamie conveys this info to Tyrion. So Tyrion now knows if he confesses to be guilty that he will live. Period. He's going to get to live and go to the wall. Even mm-hmm. though Tyrion doesn't totally trust his father and Tywin, he still finds out that that's possibly an option on the table. And then we come to Shay. Yeah. Yeah, but I was totally in that moment like, yeah, Jon Snow's going to have another bromance. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Were you guys picturing Tyrion up at the wall? I was. I was like, he's going to be like commanding stuff and everyone's going to be listening to him and mm. maybe now they have a chance at the wall and that's where we need the protection. What so do you think like, his role yeah. at the wall would be? I feel like he wouldn't be a... I feel like he wouldn't do good to, in the yard. With that's the a good point. I feel like he'd definitely have to earn it because he would be. Uh, now he wouldn't have any protection saying, like, I'm royal or whatever. And then he really just is a dwarf. So I think it would take time. But obviously, I just saw that, you know, I know his abilities. We all know his cap- what he's capable of. So I just saw him, like, prevailing and being, like, someone needed and necessary at the wall. Mm. Yeah. That'd be cool. But. Didn't have to so, so, uh, <laughs> so I, I thought this was so this Dream is, Crusher. There you go. So this is kind of a thing, and I, I talked before how all of Shay's scenes were different in in this show than the book, and this is kind of what it was all leading up to. Because in the show, you never get Shay 
Um, you never get Tyrion spiting Shay like he did in the show, in the books, and Shay never comes across as like as being. You never are really certain if Shay's actually in love with Tyrion or not in mm. the book, and um, you never even get this statement of Tyrion trying to send Shay off. That doesn't happen in the book either. So yeah. when she actually says this, your real thought and instinct is, "Wow, she is a lying whore." In yeah. the, from the book. And now here they've given this completely different motive to make mm-hmm. you sympathize with her. So it's just, and, and it, I think it's safe to reveal that info at this point because that's why they <laughs> did that. So um, so that's why it is different how they built up Shay's character in the show to make you sympathize and be like, okay, well, this is why yeah, she has this motivation. Lo- they were in love. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, but just the fact that Shay's there is is my question. Yeah. The last we saw, mm-hmm. Bronn had sent her off, told Tyrion that she was gone. Bronn's like, it's all right. good, bro. She's gone. So, Don't worry. So we have Shay all of a sudden there, and Bronn is not there. Is there yeah. is there something... I'm, I'm genuinely asking. Like, yeah, do we well, do we think that Bronn betrayed Tyrion? Like, that's what's going through my mind. Did that happen? I don't think Bronn uh, betrayed him. I think he wasn't allowed to be around Tyrion because they know he was faithful to him, as like they previously had stated. He wasn't allowed to see him. But I I think that Shay has obviously always played by her own rules. So if she was on that ship for a mile, she probably jumped off and swam back and was <laughs> planning this revenge. <laughs> you know, and and I don't know. All she'd have to do is go to Cersei. I mean, it seemed like Cersei kind of knew. They had that angle on her where she was just like smiling and just like so happy that she was getting what she wanted out mm-hmm. of this trial. Mm-hmm. And it's as if like she kind of had a part in Shay coming back so it seemed to me so kind of obscure reference but all i was thinking during that entire scene was she reminded me of mama from dread which is a movie she was in ah yeah i was like oh my god it's mama from dread Just take some slow-mo yeah <laughs> that was an awesome movie by the I way i love dread it's such a great movie but lord he's <laughs> on on the chat saying uh kind of agreeing with your opinion Kristen, saying Bronn is too loyal to Tyrion, but doesn't mean that shay stayed on the boat and mm-hmm. so that idea that maybe shay Got to the boat, but didn't stay. And Lord Bond is staying. Bronn would do anything for the right price, though. Even told Tyrion he would kill a baby for the right price. Mm-hmm. He is a sellsword. Yeah. Um, the end of the day. And I think I felt like I saw Cersei just kind of being a puppet master that whole trial. Like yeah. I feel like she was just sitting back and she was like, "Yes, they're saying everything I want them to say. Perfect." Like I, that's the impression that I got mm-hmm. from it. She, she was the just time so, of her life. She was so happy with herself. That look was just, just like, "Oh, check me." Check <laughs> yeah. But I didn't, I didn't think she was surprised at all by Shay. That's why I feel like maybe mm. she had a hand in it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. All I know is that the look on his face when she walked in oh. destroyed me. I'm, like, sitting there with my little notepad <laughs> trying not to cry because I don't know you guys that well. <laughs> that was awful. So what you're saying is by next week, though, the tears will be flowing. Tears will be flowing. If, if, if he goes down, Yes. If Tyrion goes down, you will see waterworks for me like no one's seen for me in a long time. I will not stand for that. I think you're tearing up right now. (laughs) Tyrion Tyrion dies and Shay runs over and she's like, I'm sorry. And Autumn just... Oh, no, I'll just burst through the TV. <laughs> God, Kyle, stop. Stop with the spoilers. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> I'm just no. writing my fan fiction just right on, like, Just on a performance level, I'm a really big fan of Peter Dinklage in general. I think he's wonderful, and I think that he's incredibly subtle and nuanced, and there were a few moments in that entire he's, scene oh, where I was just like... He did a fantastic job oh, acting. When he asked her at the end, he's like, please don't. That's when I almost... Yeah. That's when I almost lost a little <laughs> yeah. bit. But uh, did he just win the Emmy right there? 
I think so. I, that was fantastic that acting in that whole scene. Well, that entire scene, too. Like, just the way that he was sitting there taking everything, you can just read what he's feeling from it. And, yeah, Peter Dinklage did a fantastic job. But, yeah, that speech was great. Mm. I love that speech. Uh, he broke. Go. He finally broke. He it's was what everyone's to. been yeah. thinking, too. Everyone's <laughs> been thinking this. Not just mm-hmm. him. But all the viewers have been thinking this. Uh, yeah, this. so it was kind of like any way we could get justice was in his words right then and there. It was good. He's just like, yeah. I just want to, I wish I had poison to kill you all. Like, yeah. You should all I be saved, thanking me. And I'll confess, I saved you, and I saved all of you worthless <laughs> people. I'm on trial for something go. a lot worse. I should have like, let you more die. Monstrous. I'm yes. on trial for being a dwarf. Do you think that's what it all is? Yeah. Is it all because he's different. I mean, that's what exactly how he feels. Yeah. Though that's maybe not not why everybody else looks at him that way, but I don't know. That's obviously it's like that one thing when you look in the mirror that you want to change about yourself. It, you kind of will probably blame everything that doesn't work out in your life on that one detail that you see when you look in the mirror. And I think that's kind of what he's doing here. Maybe it's not so much that he's a dwarf, but that's how he sees himself. And That being said, he's not delusional. I mean, we've mm-hmm. known from season one that his father hates him. And it's yeah. not because he lacks the talent and wit where if he were a normal person, quote-unquote, in this mm-hmm. world, that he would have been made a fine king. Yeah, well, I mean, beyond that, too, it's the fact that... Um, his mom died. His mom died when he came out. So that's yeah. a lot of it for Tywin, too. That's a, a, a part, big part of it, too. But, yeah, I just love that his whole thing about I'm guilty of being a dwarf my entire... And I've been on trial my entire life. And I, I just love that um, that part of his speech. That was great. Yeah. And it seems like that is a lot of what his issues have stemmed from, from constantly with people disliking him, making fun of him, laughing at him. Various things like we saw during Joffrey's wedding, the mocking of him because of him being a dwarf and the way that all those different um, riders came out as dwarfs just to mock him. So, yeah, it just seems like that's constantly something he's had to deal with in his life. And that's what it is. I mean, dwarves in this world pretty much are just comic relief. That's what I was thinking. It's kind of sad. I don't know how much of that speech he really had. I mean, I'm sure a lot of that was pure passion about just how he felt being a dwarf in general in this world and in our world. You know, as well. Well, what's wonderful is that, I mean, look at Peter Dinklage being the most badass person in the entire world. So, I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of the social uh, connotations, be it in this world or that world, you're watching an incredible performer Mm -hmm. with a very powerful performance finally kind of give it to people who really deserve it. So right. I, it was kind of a hurrah moment. I'm terrified for next week because I have no idea. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. It's one of those things, this show, you just don't know they would kill him if he, they'll yeah. kill him if they need to and I will just not be okay if that happens. Yeah. yeah, that's what's great about the show is you really don't know. But speaking on that too, since he does, he demands trial by combat. Who do you guys think is going to be his champion? Do you think it's going to be Braun? Do you think it's going to be some other character? What do you think? Well, are you saying that he's going to be able to name someone to fight for him? Well, that's I how we saw it work at the Eerie. Yeah, so is that the only time we've seen Trial by Combat in the show? I think so. I think it was at okay. the Eerie and that was it. Yeah. And I have a question. As just viewers, did you, when he said Trial by Combat, were you like, huh? Or did you remember? I remembered. I remembered, okay. but I kind of felt like the crowd with their, how they heard it and the reaction, I feel like everyone was shocked. And I, I mean, I was kind of as well, but it's like... Is he going to nominate someone? Are they going to allow him to do that? I guess. I don't know. Or would they make him fight for himself? Because I, I obviously feel like he's going to 
probably say a name, but I feel like Jamie would step forward and fight for him. Well, I'll say like in the the previous episode, the Braun said he would he would do it. Yeah. And then he was able to name Braun after Braun said he would do it for him. I, th- I think it was. I, I think what happens is you declare uh, trial by combat. The um, the the prosecuting team or the prosecuting like, like <laughs> Queen Cersei, I believe, because she's the one bringing the charges. Should I think she declares a champion Ooh. first, and then if I think Tywin uh, Tyrion can either say I'll fight, or he can declare a champion of his own. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think then that's Cersei how. Could- I guess what if they both Jamie. want Jamie to fight Jamie? She could, definitely <laughs> say, she could definitely say Jamie, and mm-hmm. then. Oh, yeah, yeah. But come on, do you really want Jamie as your champion? The dude's got one hand, right? Of course. I but mean. in that situation, if Jamie was fighting somebody who was representing Tyrion, it's like he doesn't want his brother to die. So in that case, is he just going to lay his neck on the line and die for his brother, or mm. what's going to happen? It's, Sinfire on the chat, by the way, pointing out the Hound and Barrack had a trial by combat as well. I'm not sure if it worked the same way as okay. the normal laws, but they did have that in the previous episodes. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so who do you guys think then, given there's two champions, who do you think we might see as the champions? Uh, Jamie, for sure, is one of them. <laughs> I think so. I mean, just as from a story standpoint, that would make it very interesting and make mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Yeah, I I honestly hope so. I mean, I don't obviously want Jamie to die, but um, I just feel like if it's someone we don't know, and even Braun we haven't seen lately, so we might not feel as, uh, like, the scene or the battle is so important if it's not a character we really care about who's fighting. So I definitely hope that Jamie's one of them, and I feel like he will be. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Lord Bond on the chat saying left-handed Jamie, no way. Two-handed Jamie, definitely. So yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's the only yeah. reason I'm not saying like I'd bet all my money on Jamie being mm-hmm. one because the people who would nominate him, the thing is because he only has his left hand now, who would be dumb enough to say like yeah, the person who lost their fighting right. hand, that's the person I want to. Like, that's a, a good for, point. As a story device, it'd be awesome, but at the same time. Mm-hmm. Who would do that? Yeah. yeah. So, so if he loses, if Tyrion loses the trial by combat, he his chance of joining the Night's Watch is gone completely, yeah. right? That's yeah. That's unless. Sorry, I'm, all I'm thinking of the only way it would work is if Tyrion asked him to do it, because then Cersei would have to deal with either losing. Or and, nominating someone he could beat. Well, th- yeah, that's the thing. Is she, she would have to choose between Jamie or right? Tyrion if that were the case. Yeah. Because if he said, oh, Jamie has to fight for me, then she'd have to watch either the person that she loves die that way. Yeah, or, or she'd nominate someone. So that someone. could work. Mm. Well, I just feel like, why are we watching Jamie get to, like... Uh, basically learn how to fight with his left hand. Like, they've been focusing on that so much. Mm -hmm. We keep seeing him standing by in, like, armor, like, as if he's prepared to fight. I just feel like they've been focusing on it so much, him um, learning his skills again as fighting, that it's, like, maybe preparation for something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess uh, we'll find out hopefully (laughs) next episode. I know, it's like... (laughs) But I love that point that you brought up about if he nominates Jamie. it's like then Cersei loses, no matter what. Because either she loses the trial or she loses uh, the love of her life, I suppose. Oh, and and to answer your question, by the way, because this was something that we found out during the Eerie about what happens if his champion loses, that means he's guilty. So that's what it is. If his champion loses, he's guilty. If his champion wins, he's... 
innocent. Okay. So if he's and now that he's not at this point too, as far as going to the wall, that would be if he confessed his. I, yeah, I don't know. They never really said it because then he if he's guilty, been... he was guilty anyway. So yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out with that. Yeah, I, 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 I have blah 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 blah. I have to assume <laughs> that if you lose the combat by trial, that. You have no other choice. It's death. Then right, because yeah. then maybe there's no redeeming factor, whereas if you confess, there's some redeeming factor to it, I, I guess. guess. so. Yeah, I don't know. I guess Oh, Westeros We will law. find out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, with that said, though, that'll uh, wrap up this episode. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. And, once again, I'm Dave Klein. You can find me on Twitter at TheDaveKlein. That is K-L-E-I-N. And I am Autumn Chickless. You can find me on Twitter at, at Autumn Chickless. I'm Kristen Snyder. You can follow me at Cinematic Escape, or you can check out my blog, Cinematic Escape. And I'm Kyle Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Mad Canard, like the duck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 